think is where like an orchestra, all the different pieces kind of come together and and they're making this sweet song that just makes you want to sit down and, and listen. You're listening to With You Podcast, where we talk about real relationships and life transitions. I'm David. And I'm Tara. And this season, we'll be exploring marriage. Yeah, we'll be hearing couples tell their stories from different ages, stages, and backgrounds. And we all have a lot to learn from each other. So let's get started. Sounds good. Well, we're so excited to be with Zim and Jason today. They're a couple that have been married. Oh, I don't even know how long they've been married, but they're willing to talk with us about <laughs> their story. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we're thrilled that you're here. Welcome. Yeah, Thank we're, you for we're us. so excited to have you guys. So right. why don't you just jump in and tell us each in turn your name and a little bit of your background and, and then we'll start hearing about the two of you together. Fantastic. So uh, I'll kick things off. My name is Jason Flores. Uh, I am originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. We ended up moving out here to the suburbs, the Chicago suburbs, uh, when we got married uh, about three years ago. Uh, I currently work as a uh, data and analytics consultant for uh, one of the big four companies, and super excited to chat with you all today. We're excited to have you, too. All right, Zim, what about you? Okay, my name is Zim. Flores. I'm an entrepreneur. I do a million things at the same time. Um, that's pretty much uh, my story. I was uh, born and raised in Minnesota, North Carolina. And uh, Jason and I are bro both first uh, generation um, Americans. So his family's from Honduras, my family's from Nigeria. So I was born, I was born in Minnesota. So my brother and I are the only ones in our family to be born in the U.S. And then uh, Jason's brother um and him were born in new york and uh, jason how'd you end up in north carolina from new york yeah you know parents decisions <laughs> uh I, I i think i uh i started school elementary or first grade maybe second grade in uh in north carolina and um we had some family that was already uh, in the south and my parents just, you know, one day just decided to make the move. So we got the big moving truck in the big city and uh, popped up in, in Charlotte. Amazing. And so I'm curious, you're in Charlotte, Zim, you're in Minnesota. How did your lives intersect? So um, we actually went to college together. Um, I studied biology um, and uh Jason studied economics. And the thing that tied us together was that we were both uh, in what was called the undergraduate research program. So um, little fun fact about me, Tara, you might not know this, um, but when I was 19 years old, I cloned a gene uh, that had uh, some similarities to a genetic disorder. Yes. Yes. Very. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting little snippet of my story. But because of that research, um, I had uh, taken um some time to work in our undergraduate research office which is where i met jason who was doing uh, undergraduate research in economics oh wow. wow very cool so you you cloned this gene when you were an undergrad in college correct pretty cool <laughs> yeah i did not know that about you zim <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> very cool so you guys are both in research in different areas and 
And and what happened? You spotted each other across a computer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a we have a mutual uh, friend. She was kind of like a like a mom to us, um, and we would always go and visit her. Uh, and because we were always visiting her, we just happened to always bump into each other. Um, and Jason was this, you know, this 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 interesting kid. He was he's younger than me um, by a year, and so. When I was, I met him when I was a sophomore, I think, and he was a freshman, or maybe I was a junior and he was a sophomore. I can't remember, but um, we met in that office um, with our mom, basically, our, our college mom. Yeah. Oh, cute. So that it's help. It helps to have a mutual connection, a person you trust. Absolutely. So, Jason, what did you what did you first notice about Zim? That she cloned the gene. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right. So her you intelligence, know. you're like, wow. <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, Zim's just interesting, right? So she called me interesting, which, you know, my ears perked up when she said that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think Zim is naturally just very curious, inquisitive. And uh, the three of us would just, you know, sit down and, and chat and laugh and, you know, Zim might be headed out, I might be headed in. And, um, you know, we just we just got to know each other. And, you know, you kind of hear uh, just the interesting stories, things that you're doing at the time. Um, and obviously, even research, when you think about it, it's uh, super nuanced. It's like, oh, what are you working on? And, um, and you just kind of find things to build off from there. So yeah, her intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. So Jason, what were you studying? So uh, doing research in economics, what were you, uh, what were you cloning in economics? <laughs> um, so it wasn't uh, actually like economics research. It was actually marketing research. Okay. So Yeah. So <laughs> I was, uh, so I was actually working with a, um, I don't remember the name of the company, but they were doing um, like sound acoustics. And um, and so, yeah, basically we were testing out the, the uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get my, my verbiage correctly, but uh, like the, the sound, the reduction of sound frequency. And so, mm. um, yeah, that project, we, we had, you know, we had the product, we were testing it out. We actually ran a couple of focus groups. We talked to them about the product or potential customers. And yeah, it was, it was, it was really interesting. It sounds like you guys got to know each other through some good conversations about what you were interested in and your what you were studying. So when did it start to become, did it become a friendship first or did somebody ask somebody out? When did that start to shift? Yeah, it was, I would definitely say it was 100% like friendship based first, mm. right? Like I would say just like in that college atmosphere, you, you start going out, you go get dinner, you know, you meet up with friends and, you know, I think we had uh, an overlap of a, of a lot of friends in the same social circles, which which made things easier. Yeah. So and then, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and then I right after I graduated college, I sold everything that I owned and moved to India. And Jason came to visit <laughs> me. He was the only person um, who came from my friend circle family. I was there. I was living there. I was working there. Uh, and he came to visit me. And that's when things really kind of, hit, I guess, started, yeah. um, romantically at least. And so I, uh, I speak Hindi. I spoke at the time. And so we were, 
we were every day we would spend a different day in a different city and I wanted him to um, see the India that I had fallen in love with. And so mm. um, that's kind of where it all uh, picked up. And that was, I don't know, gosh, it was so long ago. It was like 10 years ago, a little bit over that. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the relationship was all friendship while you were in college together. And then you, Zim, part. Zim you are full of surprises. <laughs> you Surprise. don't do, you don't do things small. <laughs> no, no. no, no. So, so I want to know, Jason, kind of, being in the guy's head of so she sells everything goes to india where how what's the process of going i'm gonna go and visit her i'm gonna go hang out with her how'd you how'd you reach that great it's a great transition um so i was actually in the middle of a transition myself so uh, i had just finished my first year of grad school and i was actually getting ready i took a a full-time co-op so i was actually headed to uh, California, I said it's Sacramento at the time. So I was packing up my things and moving too. And, you know, I don't know. I think if I wasn't moving, it would have been a lot harder to do mm. um, because I was already kind of gearing up for the transition of going to the West Coast for the first time and everything that comes along with that. And so it was just, um, it was just, you know, an, an, an opportunity, you know, we had, we had exchanged a couple of letters, uh, handwritten letters actually around that time. And yeah, you know, it was just kind of, it was my first time in Asia and I'd never been. And, you know, my, again, like Zim mentioned, my family's uh, from Honduras. So kind of, I never had even really pictured going. <laughs> and so, uh, and I, I, I remember very vividly uh, landing in uh, in Delhi for the first time and thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> I need to go home. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, it was um, it was just it was a time of transition and uh, good transitions. Yeah. How did how did that kind of being together in a new culture kind of zim? You're wanting him to kind of catch the catch the passion, catch the heart of the country and the people. How did that bring you both together in kind of a very different context than you were in college? Well, I think that for, so when I moved to India, it was my first time living in another country. So I'd been to another country. I'd been to Nigeria with my family though. So it was very different. And so when I moved to India, it was kind of like, you know, they say it's an assault on the senses. It's mm -hmm. like you, you see different things, you smell different things, you... It just there's just so much going on, so much color, so much life. And so it was it was out of I was completely out of my comfort zone. Mm. By the time Jason got there, I was much more comfortable and I was able to kind of um, show him what I had learned um, throughout that year. And so the context that was different was, you know, you're in college, you're around people that, you know, um, things are just very comfortable, right? You come to college and you don't know what's going on, but as you, you know, as you spend more time in college, things just become much more familiar. And so for us, it was not only being in a different country, but, you know, Jason doesn't speak Hindi. He's, he, he could pass for Indian. Some people would think he was Indian mm -hmm. um, just based on his skin tone. But then I was the one that would speak Hindi and people would just be completely confused. <laughs> and so it was it was um, very interesting. You know, Jason, his first language is Spanish. So he's 
always been used to being able to communicate um, in, you know, if he's traveling to Spanish speaking countries, but being in, in India there, you know, you, you couldn't do any of that. So that was a, a really interesting um, learning curve too. I bet. I mastered the head nod. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, it's helpful. We always try to learn at least, thank you, please. And where's the bathroom when we go to a new country? Um, but something about that too, of being out of your comfort zone and also in this new sensory place is one of the reasons we travel so much. It's intoxicating, isn't it? And just kind of helps you get to know each other in a, in a way that's not the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I still have some very vivid memories. Um, like I said, that, uh, you know, when we left the airport, just like I remember leaving the airport and try, and it was super hot. And I was like, oh, I need to get back into the AC. There were security <laughs> guards who wouldn't let me back in. Oh. And I, you know, I'm just, you know, where am I? What am I doing? And, and it feels like those memories were just uh, like burned into my conscience because I, I distinctly remember that feeling. Mm. And then did Zim help you feel more comfortable once you guys were hanging out together? Always. <laughs> Come on, Tara. <laughs> kidding me? Always. No, we, so when he arrived, uh, it was, uh, it was evening and um, it was, there was some random dust storm. So we were driving around trying to find an ATM to pay our taxi driver. And it was, you know, a hot mess, but that, you know, when we travel, we are very, uh, very random, um, but it makes for really good stories. I bet it does. <laughs> well, and that flexibility is so important in marriage of that kind of, okay, what's coming next and how are we going to figure this out? The curiosity, and, and parenting. The, the curiosity, <laughs> the risk taking, yeah, parenting, marriage, any kind of relationship. If we get yeah. stuck too much, hundred percent, it Absolutely. leads to conflict. Yeah. You guys are already practicing these good skills before you're even together. So tell me, be honest, Sim, like when he arrived, was there already interest there? Oh, I feel like I've always had a crush on Jason. <laughs> he, I mean, I don't know if he, he knows that he's just right. sitting over here smiling, <laughs> yeah. but that's good not, to hear. He's easy on the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I feel like I've always had an affinity towards Jason. I mean, he's just a very interesting person. And when you get to know him, you'll find that he just has so many unique interests. Like you could talk to him about the Romans. You can talk to him about baking bread. You could talk to him about hmm. sports. You could talk to him about travel. I mean, it, it, the list is endless. Yeah. So, uh, so Jason, I want to talk to you about, okay, from India <laughs> to then grad school, like how, how did that happen and how did you guys continue on your relationship? Oh yeah. So, oh, from India. So yeah, after India, I, um, I, I, you know, I started my new job. It was uh, June 18th, I remember very specifically. And so, um, yeah, I started, you know, it was difficult, right? Yeah. So um, actually after India, I went to Charlotte for um, like two days and just a weekend just to, you know, see my parents and saw some family and then immediately, you know, transitioned out to the West Coast. So that was, uh, that was difficult. You know, those, those subsequent months definitely had, um, um, you know, just adjusting, right? And I'm working yeah. full time for the first time. I'm away from home. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely just 
just just the, again like a moment of transition yeah those are huge life transitions and where where did you guys leave it at that point so it sounds like things kind of progressed while you guys were in india together as far as the direction of your relationship but when when that trip ended what was the understanding between the two of you <laughs> uh long distance actually yeah. so um we were in a long distance relationship which i think that our long distance relationship ended when we got married and so mm -hmm. it was really it was it was it was an interesting transition right because we hadn't lived together we you know and so that was an interesting transition in and of itself so we went from you know seeing each other maybe once or twice a month to now living together after we were married uh, and seeing each other every single day um and so i think that right after we got married um tara you also might not know this maybe you do i don't know but i surprised jason with uh with our honeymoon it was um eight weeks 10 countries and so to go from not you know spending as much time together to now like <laughs> spending every single second every single day in uh -huh. multiple different cultures and contexts yeah was really interesting too that's Woo! that's trial by fire right there <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Just jump in and, and navigate all these new things together. Yeah. So, okay. So let's back up just yeah, a little I, bit. I feel we're we missing got, something. We got to sort of the honeymoon. <laughs> we got to the honeymoon we... <laughs> from like we had a correspondence relationship. But I love I love this travel theme. I, I love the way that's going and kind of how it helped you guys. I mean, I, I'll be honest, a lot of this, the people we've talked to have this recurring theme of writing letters and having some long distance. I think there's something interesting about that, about getting yeah. to know somebody in a different way and maybe um, deepening a different kind of intimacy or knowledge about each other without being present. I yeah. think it's really interesting. Same. I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. So at what point did you decide oh we're gonna commit for the long haul to this yeah, and how this. did you like zim did you ask jason jason did you ask zim did you guys talk about it surprise well yeah and and just to add to that was it like communication was it was it facetime all the time how did you guys communicate and were you were you talking about future yet or was this kind of we're just seeing what unfolds a part of it was like seeing actually no i take that back i was very particular i was like you know i don't i you know i know i'm young but i want this to have a direction i want to be able to move forward towards something and that's really important to me and it was really important to jason too mm -hmm. and so we had a conversation about you know what that looks like and and i think when you're in a long distance relationship it kind of forces you to have harder conversations quicker mm -hmm. right because you're you know you're not in the same city you don't you know you just you just have to do things just a little bit differently and so um there was a point where we were like all right we're gonna we're gonna hop in we're gonna we're gonna do this thing for the, for the long haul and um you know it it worked really well for us i mean jason he um moved to brazil after uh, i guess in the middle of his his grad school program and so we were, you know, I was going to Rio and, you know, we would hang out um, a few times a month. And so it, it being in a long distance relationship kind of forced us to get serious uh, quicker. Yeah. What were you thinking, Jason? Were you already, what was making you think 
Zim was was it for a lifetime? <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, I think you know, for me, it was just uh, uh, there's just a theme there of you called it like traveling. Uh, mm -hmm. In my head, it's more like building, right? And you know, you have that um, not only that consistency, but you start thinking about when you start thinking about the future and what that looks like and what you would like it to look like, um, having all of those pieces together, uh, just, um, you know, they just, not, not, not that it just makes sense, but it's, it's building the life that you want to live and, uh, and, and making the life that you want. And, um, and we, and we had that. And I think that, I think that it makes it like a, like a beautiful, like harmony, you know, a, a melody is actually what I'm thinking is where like an orchestra, all the different pieces kind of mm. come together and, and they're making this sweet song that just makes you want to sit down and, and listen. So taking, going with that metaphor, I was going to do the building metaphor, but I want to, how beautiful that was yeah, for a minute. <laughs> I was, I was going to use the building metaphor and ask kind of, where did you get the blueprints for the idea of marriage? And, but I think I'd rather go in composing the, the music that is your love and life together. Uh, what influences have you had in your composition as you compose this beautiful kind of orchestration? Yeah, what so, what has influenced faith, family, the idea of marriage? How is it kind of taught? What's taught you to compose what you live are living out right now? That, that's such a great question. I, I I really like how you framed that. I mean, my my first influence is you know maybe not obviously, but it's you know it's my parents and seeing their relationship mature and change and fracture and you know and be rebuilt and just seeing all of like the different facets of that um you know just really um it's really shaped me hmm. right uh just because you know you just see it all right growing up and i didn't necessarily want to recreate that but when i'm thinking about what do i want life to look like it it's you know it's 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 poetry but different right and yeah. so um and, and so that's i would say that's my first influence mm -hmm. but you know there's there's you know thousands of of you know different blueprints it could be the random person that you sit to sit next to on the airplane it's a beautiful you know 50 year old couple and they they talk about the love that they had or it could be that you know that story that you read you know i think just in uh, Western culture, there's so there's such a heavy emphasis on love and 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 the pairings of like living a, a beautiful life and um, you know and we, I think intrinsically we all want that and and so for me that's why that metaphor of building is just so important because it allows you to look forward mm. and it allows you to also look backwards and see the structure that's there mm. and um so you know it's a i guess i'm, I'm kind of drifting away from the original no question we're, here, we're but... loving your metaphors jason it's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful um, but uh you know it's just really it's it's it, it's it's what i would call you know um building a marriage in the 
21st century, right? Because mm-hmm. it's modern, it's different, it's not as classical as it once was. Um, and so it requires us to be flexible and, uh, but at the same time, remain committed. And um, yeah, uh, yeah. And I like, I like how you talked about fracture and repair, seeing that in your parents and not wanting the exact same thing, but learning, learning from their struggles, learning from their solutions, maybe not imitating that, but learning from it is, I think we have to pay attention in order to have a purposeful marriage. Exactly. And, you know, one of my, um, one of my thoughts about, about my, my parents, um, you know, they've been together, I think, like 34, 35 years now. So they've been through a lot, right? It's, and I think about, you know, raising two two boys, and, <laughs> you know, first-generation immigrants, right? That that whole story, um, and, and then some. Uh, I just, for me, family is super important, and building a healthy family and having that healthy eco like that ecosystem of what makes a good family is something that I spend a lot of time thinking about Mm -hmm. and um you know and Zim kind of makes it makes it easy you know um sometimes sometimes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when when trying to build something like that and and that that is uh that's what that's what does it for me yeah, it's amazing. Zim, what think, about you for influences and, and yeah, thoughts on that? Um, so it's interesting. So faith plays such a huge role in in both of our lives and um, especially in God's design for marriage, the covenantal na- nature of marriage and the sacrifice that you find within marriage. Uh, and so, you know, we spend a lot of time thinking about that and, 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 you know, marriage is hard. It's not, it's not easy by, by any means, but we have, uh, we have this blueprint, um, that we find often in the Bible to look at. I came from a single parent home. So my father, quick backstory, Mm um, my, um, father was, um, he was abusive to my mother um, in many different ways. But one day he uh, came home, he uh, he had a gun. And I was, I think, one and a half uh, at the time. And my brother was a little bit older, or maybe I was a little bit younger. Maybe I was like six months. Mm. But my mom decided that um, when my father went back to Nigeria for a business trip, that she was going to she was going to hit the road. So we had one relative, exactly one relative in the United States in Los Angeles. And we took our very first cross country uh, road trip down from Minnesota um, to uh, I think Texas Mm -hmm. and then over to uh, LA on a Greyhound. And, um, and so my experience of seeing marriage was very different. I have any uh, real kind of marital influence in my life. I just had my mom Mm -hmm. uh, who was, basically single until she got married uh, the year before I graduated college. And so, you know, my entire life, I didn't have that, you know, kind of influence. And so it was, I didn't have anything in the natural 
to look to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has been really interesting. You know, we're, um, we are coming up on four years of marriage this November. And so, um, by the grace of God. Amen. And so it's, it's just been, um, it's been a beautiful story. It's been our story. It's a little unconventional, but, um, you know, it's, it's been something that I couldn't have written in 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 the best poetry you know I, I couldn't have written it myself and so um I've learned a lot and um it does make it that much um more challenging to um it makes it that much more challenging when you don't have a reference for marriage yeah. right like I look mm-hmm. at um I look at some some of my friends who've come from 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 you know two parent homes um and the way that the father interacts with the daughter or the way that the father interacts with the kids, I have no reference point for that. And so everything that Jason does with our daughter is new to me. Yeah. Everything is new. And so I'm constantly having to think about, you know, gets to wake up with a father who can tell her that she's beautiful, that she's worthy, that she's, that she's all of these things. And I love that for her. I didn't have that. And so so I'm like, it's almost like this beautiful restoration that's happening um, just by having, you know, just by having her in our lives and seeing how Jason, you know, interacts with her. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. Everything you're building is brand new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get to build it from scratch. And that that's amazing. So Zim, with the the comment about marriage is covenantial, uh, I was I'm kind of curious of what you mean by that, and kind of the 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 relationship you have with God through Jesus, how that informs kind of the relationship you have with Jason. Yeah. Um, well, I understand the nature of a covenant, right? It's not something that should be easily broken right we look at the bible and we look at the covenant that um that god had with abraham the covenant that he had with um with joseph i mean there you can see it throughout the entire bible they were they were these um promises that that were not broken Mm -hmm. there was a there's a scripture i don't have it at the top of my mind but it's a scripture um, maybe I need to find it and send it to you all, but it essentially says that God will break the covenant that he has with the moon and the sun before he breaks the covenant that he has with his son. Mm. And so I, I think about that and I think about marriage and sometimes, you know, we live in a world now where some folks just don't take it as seriously as it should be. But it is a, it is a reflection of Christ and his church. Mm. And I remember, I mean, just, it's just daily dying to yourself when I have pride that rises up, which is often (laughs) (laughs) I have to, you know, I, there's just so much that goes into it, especially when you think about, you know, your marriage and, and, um, you know, your flesh. Yeah. I I call it your stinking flesh. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can relate. I love the word that you use that there are those in when you talk about a covenant as promises, because a lot of people tend to focus on the idea of uh, 
a, a commitment like that as something that traps them instead of um, frees them. So I like the yeah. idea of promises um, yeah. instead of something that's it's a boundary. That's holding down. It's a, it's there is protection within that boundary and mm -hmm. there's blessing that's there too. And so mm -hmm. I think that, you know, like what you said, some people will see it as like a law or something that's binding them, but there's so much freedom within the boundary of that covenant. Obviously there's consequences if you break the covenant. We yeah. also see that in the old Testament as well. Yeah. Um, but when you're within that covenant, it is, you are protected completely. Yeah, Tara and I talk about where we feel fortunate in our relationship. If if we respond to each other as an act of love for God or worship, it frees us up to not get into the uh, tit for tat kind of thing of, oh, you did this. Yeah. And so then I'm going to do this. I'm freed up to respond and love her regardless of what she does. It's usually the other way around. That's more <laughs> important that I praise God. She doesn't <laughs> treat me the way I deserve to be treated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I well, that's, that's amazing that you guys are kind of combining those different backgrounds. And that's what marriage is really all about, kind of taking where we're from and building something new. Because sometimes where we're from, we want to kind of recreate some of it, but we also want to build something new in our, in our new family. And I know you guys, and you've alluded to this, you've, you've become parents. So that's a whole new transition as well, speaking of transition. So how has that, uh, it's been less than a year. Um, how has that changed some of your, I don't know, the dynamics in your relationship as you navigate new roles and the, things like that? The musical orchestra, you know, how is the, how <laughs> yes. is this, how is the music performed differently A with new your daughter? instrument has been added. <laughs> we're, we're, we're tuning a new instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. The, the new instrument is definitely playing its own tune right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, you know, I would say, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's also a transition, right? Um, and one of the things that I've been specifically very mindful of this year is to make sure that we have time as, as a, like, as, as not as parents, but as a husband and wife, right? right? And whether that's, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, what was it? We were making sure that we get our date night, um, you know, I think that, you know, parenting is also 24-7. There's never been another responsibility that we've ever had that requires that much attention um, at its own like, time. And so, you know, I think it, it really strengthens the partnership or the, like, the, you got my back, right? If, if I'm tired and or or zen needs a nap you know hey you know let me grab her i'll take her for the mm -hmm. next you know however much time you need or whatever um and you know you, you really start depending on one another in a different in a different type of way uh, because now we're we're doing this together and that's not as a clean cut transition as we would like it to be and we're learning along the along the along the process and so uh it's been i think it's been good i think that we find we find our strides and um our daughter just matures and we we adjust and we you know we plan and and we um we talk and we're you know we're just we're figuring it out um wow how do they say figuring out the plane 
alcohol or the car while driving it's something <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right, right. <laughs> learning how to drive while yeah. you're already behind the wheel exactly but in doing so um i think that or uh, we try to sp- pay very special attention to one another to make sure that we're both in a good place you know physically mentally spiritually um because it requires all you know i would say like you know good parenting requires all of those um in my experience and so that's been a, a real pillar of, of what we've been doing in past couple of months yeah so. that's a lot what a lot of people are really curious about is is the the tough times and i know you guys have had them in the the amount of years that you've been together so whether it's with parents yeah yeah so what are some of those moments that surprise you or really challenge you um and how how have you dealt with that um i'll 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 start that off so the toughest thing that i've dealt with is actually uh patience um so I, I I consider myself a very patient person. It takes takes a lot to set me off. Um, however, I've never had to be patient at three in the morning or with, you know, lacks, of, you know, running on two hours worth of sleep. And, you know, and, you know, there were moments when, you know, I am, my fuse is short <laughs> and, I've never had to deal with, you know, I can always go self-soothe if I, you know, if I'm, if I'm angry, if I'm happy, I can go to my little corner, my little world and, and I'll be fine when I, you know, step out the room and, um, and, but this is different. And so, um, yeah, so that, that for me has been my biggest challenge uh, up to this point. It's just, you know, maintaining my patience and, you know, learning, uh, learning our daughter's communication style and trying to communicate with her and, and making sure that I am also communicating, um, not out of anger, but out of a place of understanding uh, when those times come. And so, um, you know, that's definitely been my biggest challenge. Uh, you know, for me, there's, I'm, I'm had, it's like with rain and sun, you know, it helps, you know, trees be green, like, Food and sleep help me just be happy. And, Isn't uh, that the truth? <laughs> and so, you know, you know, just you know, messing with my sleep schedule, it, you know, that was that was tough. And I think that at least it feels like I'm on the other side of it. But that's been my toughest situation. Yeah. Um, I think it's just been an interesting, you know, it's just been an interesting time. I, it's all interesting, right? Like I. I didn't know, you know, I was scheduled to be, um, to be induced, actually. Um, I had been diagnosed with gestational hypertension at 28 weeks when I started dilating. Um, but, um, you know, by the grace of God, (laughs) (laughs) um, I was four centimeters the Saturday before I gave birth. On day I was scheduled for my induction, I went into labor on Monday night at 10.45 p.m. I walk and I sent a text message to Tara and I was like, (laughs) oh, 
OMG. <laughs> you know, I, I had I had prayed that morning. I said, God, if you're going to do it, it's, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be today. It's got to be today. It's got to be in the next, you know, 24 hours or whatever before the schedule induction um, uh, uh, has to take place. And Tuesday morning, she was born at 1130, an hour and 15 minutes after I was scheduled to be induced. And so wow. everything about the mm-hmm. whole experience was just mind-blowing it was hard it was challenging i knew what to expect but i also didn't know what to expect there's like an (laughs) element of like you can prepare but you're not really prepared Mm -hmm. right and so here she comes into the world and we instantly have this responsibility that we didn't have you know jason and i were huge travelers we just get up and go Mm -hmm. and now we have this (laughs) little person that we have to like you know who has a feeding schedule and who needs to sleep every you know every so often and there's like that the element of spontaneity mm-hmm. it looks a little bit different in this season right mm-hmm. because when you can't just get up and go with it with a newborn you have to think about okay you got the diapers you got the wipes you got the breast pump if you need it you got the bottles you have all these things that you have to think about that we didn't have to think about before yeah um and so that was you know hard this is probably the longest time that i have not been on a plane and that's also been something that's really been interesting for me and so you know, beyond those, I've really enjoyed being a mother, especially now that she's old enough to communicate, like, you know, through smiles and mm. things. I mean, obviously it's nice. She can't talk to me, but um, she can smile and that's enough for me for this season. <laughs> Before it was like, you know, nothing. Yeah. You talk and it's like grunting and that's it. We call that the, lar- um, the larva stage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, everything has been just new and, you know, you know what to expect, but you don't really know what to expect. And so I know that in this season, the constant really is just change, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big things I was wondering about for you guys, because your, your relationship's been so characterized by travel and, and just spontaneity and the ability to get up and move different places. And so you have some of that element of not knowing what to expect with the baby, but not the freedom of, yes. of just, you know, that adrenaline rush and the, the fun of travel. So ha- what have you kind of replaced that with? Have you found some ways to, to give yourself some, I know you, Jason talked about your date nights and I'm glad you're doing that. Um, but have you found some ways to kind of reconnect and find some of that I know you all know you all can can relate to this right once a traveler always always she always she has her passport so we're we're hitting the road um (laughs) so good we're hitting the road uh soon uh maybe in the the next couple of weeks actually and so we're a little nervous because you know I've never taking a baby on an airplane and I don't know what to expect. So, you know, just talk like to me, talk uh, to me, everything Sam. else. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I think, of, I think of two stories. One is just the crazy way you have to get the picture of the baby for the passport. Oh, right. Yes, I mean, absolutely. I don't think people that haven't had a passport for a child don't understand like holding and the angle and everybody yes. yelling at you about the she picture. She cried until she, she smiled. <laughs> and I was like, wow, we got that one good photo so it's a good one that's a good right one. but it took a lot of work 
the, the, and, and just the, the, I can still remember just sweating through my shirts of on the plane, <laughs> praying that the kids wouldn't cry and I wouldn't be that parent where there's just chaos and the whole pl plane is angry. And now as seasoned travelers and parents, uh, I often want to go up and offer, Hey, I'll walk your child up and down the yeah, aisle. He, he wants to walk the babies down the aisle. And, and just like, I feel so much for parents traveling. Cause it's, it's great. We want to support that. And just like, it's yeah. okay. We're all in it together. And, but yeah. it's a little creepy that you see me, this old guy coming up at, Hey, I'll take your baby up and down the airplane. <laughs> so, for some reason, no one ever takes me up on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> do you have a destination planned for her first trip? Um, yeah, we're thinking, um, no, we have some family in Mexico city. Um, but we also just love, love Mexico city. And so we were thinking about, um, going there. Uh, and then my brother is in the Navy and he's doing his last year in Japan. So we're thinking about that. We're also thinking about Turkey and, um, why are you shaking your head now? <laughs> He's shaking his head no. And I'm like, Istanbul all the way. That sounds um, like you got uh, to get your itinerary straight. <laughs> we're gonna, you know, we got to get them straight. Yeah, we're going to we watch how straight, a relational but... repair happens right now. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know about Turkey right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it's uh, the that's the way to do adventure and kind of include her in to the kind of beauty of your how your relationship started and developed of now you get to include her and uh, and there's something really life giving for us of sharing that with our kids that it just strengthens our relationship to to bring them along and help them learn to be global citizens and realizing yeah. um there's there's so much more out there than just our little neighborhood and where we grow up that it, it expands our heart it expands our minds um, I'm glad you're doing that with her yeah I, I'm always a fan of start them young they'll be good travelers if they just that's the way they live it's it's cool so we want to we want to end with uh, the question we've been asking everybody. We ask different questions, but this is the one that I think is uh, we try to ask everybody. If it's kind of the advice question of what wisdom would you share for someone coming up behind you, uh, whether they're newly married, thinking about having a family, um, just in those first years of marriage, what what wisdom could you pass along for them that might make the journey just a little bit easier? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I would probably say, um, along the lines of what date, uh, Jason had mentioned, which is, um, dating each other. I think, uh, we've created some, you know, like rituals that we have when we travel, um, especially around things that we really love, like, um, nature, even though Jason has allergies and food. <laughs> um, we really love um, food and really great dining experiences, but we also love um, exploring and uh, understanding what it's like to live as a local. What, what do the locals do when they're there? Um, and so that doesn't have to be only international. It can be within your own, you know, neighborhood. It can be within your own city. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to cross the seven seas. <laughs> um, to, to do it, but making sure that you all are continuing to build on it, especially if you started out your relationship as friends, there were things that you all loved 
to talk about or do as friends. Don't don't abandon those once you, you know, once you get married. Definitely. Yeah, that neighborhood travel. I just took Tara to Uzbek restaurant in the neighborhood and um you can oh, have wow. you can have an adventure right down the block. It doesn't from matter your house. where you live, you can always find a place that's a little little different than your usual <laughs> and the yeah. wait the waitress Absolutely. in Russian tried to get Tara to dance with her in the, oh my in gosh. the restaurant. <laughs> so just we'll let, let everybody just have that Dave, mind. David's picture. good at keeping things creative and yeah <laughs> introducing new things yeah so yeah don't forget what got you there yeah i think that's, that's good a advice, really then. good piece of advice jason you get to wrap us up here wow um what would i suggest you know i'm a big fan of just uh, keeping it fun right um so you know marriage is hard parenting is hard you know and life in general is hard but you find your moments, right? And, and you make those moments, just, you know, have fun. Um, sometimes it's as, you know, as simple as like you just mentioned, you know, just being in a restaurant and, you know, connecting with the, the waitress, you know, and having a good time. And so, you know, just make sure that you're having fun. I think that fun makes things uh, so much, sounds bad. I'm, I'm saying bearable, but not in <laughs> like this. Yeah. Like, you know, not this, not this, you know, heavy struggle, but it makes, it makes everything so much easier. It makes it worth doing. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I, you know, and fun changes, right. As you get older and yeah, and like for me now, fun, um, it just means so much more and I'm having a good time or I don't want this to end. I'm having so much fun. Right. So, um, you know, intentionally making time to have fun to me is just, it's key. So important. Don't, don't just be uh, business, all business all the time. You know, yeah. That's right. Fun fosters flourishing. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good word. I love, I love that. Don't stop having That's fun. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's a really good one. Well, this has been a ton of fun spending time with you all. Thank you so much for inviting us in and sharing a little bit of your relationship with us and the people that are listening. It's been it's been fun, but it's also been encouraging. Makes us want to do an international trip with you. That's for sure. (laughs) That's right. I'm I'm game for Istanbul. Yes. Yes. It's a beautiful place. I don't know why he's tripping. He, he, he learned Turkish in college. He's, and he's got a new baby daughter. Teacher. He's got a new baby. It's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game when you're, you're thinking about yeah, somebody else. It does. It raises, it. raises some different parts of ourselves up to the forefront, doesn't it, Jason? Yeah. But we'll, we'll dream of a trip together sometime and David can entertain the babies and we'll all have some fun. Yeah, there you go. You have a baby that you can walk up and down the aisle. Yeah, oh, so right. good. I'm I'm there. I'll be a Manny. I, You've made you him know. happy. So hey, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you'll get more information about everything we talked about today on our show notes page yeah, on the website. Could, oh, I was going to say, where could we find the show notes page? Withyoupodcast.com. Awesome. And also, while you're at it, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and let us know what you're thinking. Can we ask that it's only good reviews? You can ask anything you want. Okay, leave leave good reviews. We we would love to hear from you and uh, and respond, so... Thanks for listening. See you next time.